Uh, a man who I never fail to see at any relevant press conference here in the Charlotte region. Eric Spanberg, back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I, I thought I just heard someone reference uh, Tallahassee v. Charlotte, but I'm not sure. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, you got any thought? Well, you're an LSU guy. You don't care. But you know what? Why do? Why does the SEC hey, we're all get women's the... basketball? We're all women's basketball. Still done. Until Don Staley comes to town. Anyway, go ahead. I, no, I'm a, look, hey, I'm a Virginia Tech fan. We also have shifted to women's basketball. That's what, yeah. we, that's what we care about now, too. So, But no, in all seriousness, the SEC gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to being a meat grinder and beating up on each other. But all of a sudden, you know, the ACC doesn't get that benefit of the doubt anymore. Why is that? That's true. That 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 is a very fair point because uh, as someone who drinks SEC Kool-Aid year-round, I can tell you that any time, uh, my fair institution loses a conference game, I immediately default to, well, you know, they were taking on the greatest team since the 85 Bears or fill in the blank. So, yeah. Uh, I don't, and I, I am mystified because the ACC has been such a national darling in basketball for years and years. I don't know what has flipped that switch. Oh, it's, really almost, it's almost like there's an agenda at play that, you know, the, the SEC yeah. is ESPN's priority. And it, don't take me down this rabbit hole, Eric. We'll spend the entire segment. Oh, I, I would never do that. And by the way, I know it didn't irritate anyone up there that um, Kansas lost by a mere 29 last night. So, you know, they are going through a meat grinder. Oh, it's That's just fine. it's a blip in the radar. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll bounce back. It's the Big Ten. You know, it's a meat grinder yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's good to have you back, man. There's a whole lot. What do you think of what's going on with the Hornets right now? And I know that you and I typically talk about sports and the, the intersection of sports and business. And I think this still obviously applies, but... There's a whole oh, yeah. there's a whole lot of change going on over there right now, and in the immediate the immediacy of it is pretty positive. Yeah, I think so, and you're right. I mean, this is the ultimate intersection of sports and business because, as you and I have discussed so many times, this team has been absolutely dreadful, horrible, dumpster fire, whatever you want to say, on the court for so long. To have some new owners in here who seem to be focused on figuring out a way to make this team competitive uh, who doesn't want that uh, i did not expect that flurry of activity so with what three weeks we've had hayward rosier washington all gone for draft picks and interesting players uh, yeah it, it's certainly promising if nothing else you know it hey look kyle you do the same thing i do right we're, we're telling stories and talking about what's going on telling the same story about how horrible this team is just gets old and deflating so at least we have a little bit of a shift no, you're right because at times i, feel, I felt bad about it I really did. I felt bad about it. Like, you know, we're their partner. I host a pregame show. I'm not afraid to say what I think, but, you know, I I felt bad because all we say are negative things. And I don't want to only say negative things, but thankfully, you know, they've given us some reason to say positive things here as of late. And I'll I'll take that opportunity. Now, also, though, Kyle, uh, let's be pragmatic about this. They've got to go make the right hire with general manager. Uh, They've got to make a decision on Steve Clifford. And we've had moments where there seemed to be a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and nothing's happened. So they have to deliver. Now, we're all realistic, right? Nobody's expecting next season they're going to win 50 games. But within a couple of years, they need to be getting in the playoffs and they need to be consistently reaching the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I'd agree with that. I also wonder... Look, I, I saw the profit margin that MJ made when he sold this basketball team based on what he <laughs> bought it for. Uh, you know, Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall, they're in. They're all in to the tune of three yeah. to three billion dollars. Like they got to get this right, or they're going to lose money right. on this. That, that, that's right. Uh, you know, they're a little bit protected as as all owners are because the leagues are so healthy themselves, and you have so many young professionals here that you still get a pretty good crowd. But if you want to make the money, the big money. 
you got to win. I mean, it, it, this is not complicated. We all talk about this in myriad ways, but it's not that complicated. You got to go out and spend some money, and you got to have a little luck. But the first part is really important. You got to spend some money and invest in your product. Yeah, I, I agree. Eric Spanberg, Charlotte Business Journal, with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Um, the ACC, let's go there for a second. So you, you were covering the press conferences last week. We got the news that there will be five straight ACC men's basketball tournaments, among other championship events, but five straight ACC men's basketball tournaments in the state of North Carolina from 2025 to 2029, three in Charlotte, two in Greensboro. Uh, I got to be honest, this is a departure, A, from the um, you know the East Coast domination that they'd been seeking, it seemed, for years prior. Well, let's, let's go to D.C. Let's take it to Brooklyn. Let's, let's give it a shot in Atlanta again. Uh, they're keeping this thing now in North Carolina. Why do you think they've suddenly done that, and is this the best thing that Jim Phillips has done as ACC commissioner? Well, I think there are a couple things at play here. The first is, remember, they had a $15 million incentives package from the state of North Carolina for staying within these borders for the headquarters, so they had to bring... Uh, X number of championships. I think it was four women's and four men's in the next 10 years, something like that. So that was part of the motivation. But I think you're also getting toward the other part, which is, look, they've tried to go into all these other places, and it's worked okay, but not great. It's not the dominant storyline that it is when it's in Greensboro or Charlotte. And I think they recognize that. They're never going to say that. And Commissioner Phillips is going to continue to say that they will – maintain some geographic diversity, and I'm sure they will go, for example, they're in Washington this year. But I think they have come to recognize that this event still feels special when it's in North Carolina, and it feels different when it's here compared to anywhere else. And I know people are going to say, well, yeah, but it used to be they rolled in the TV when you're Nathan. Like, I get it. You know, times have changed, but it is still an event in, in North Carolina unlike the way it is viewed anywhere else. I yes accurate and I completely understand what you're saying there now I mean there's so many attempts at like sports imperialism right now right and and again (laughs) that's what I referenced a minute ago they're kind of rolling it backwards they're going to stay home for a while and I like that very much the NFL though on the other side of things they're playing a game in Madrid they're playing a game in, in Brazil next year in Sao Paulo they're going to Germany next year i mean this is a this truly is an effort at global sports domination and imperialism do you think this works in all your years on planet earth watching professional sports <laughs> I, I long have believed that the nfl and professional american football was going to have a very difficult time truly exporting their product to the rest of the world beyond just simple consumption what what do you think of what they're doing here and will it quote unquote work well i think the first thing is and, I, and i'm not trying to be evasive here but the first thing is like Define what it means to work. You know, can they fill the stadium? Can they get the curiosity factor? Can they hold clinics overseas in various cities? Yeah, I think they can do all that. Can they sell a few hats? And yes. Uh, do I think that the NFL will ever be dominant the way it is here anywhere else? I do not. But look, they just had a Super Bowl with 120 million people watching it, second only to the moon landing. So. They can really do whatever the hell they want. It just doesn't matter. I mean, they have CTE. They have sexual harassment scandals. They have everything, and it just doesn't matter. People worship at the altar of the NFL and the United States to the point that right now, anyway, they can do whatever they want. And the one thing that I've been watching for the past, say, 10 years is, would it ever be too much? But it just doesn't feel like it is. I mean, 
what do we have left, like Wednesday and Tuesday maybe? <laughs> and how long before those are gone? And people just seem to keep watching. Uh, they do. Uh, and, and I'm glad you said what you said. 123.7 million people watch the Super Bowl. Um, singular biggest event in American television history, I guess, is the way it's being framed. But uh, either way, there's nothing else that compares to it. It was a 7% jump, by the way, from last year to this year. Are you one of those attributing that to the Swift effect? <laughs> How about I give Taylor 3.5% of the 7%? Does Usher get the rest? or Does Usher get the – does Post Malone get a yeah. few points here? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, I'm going to divide it among all the musicians that have helped out. All right. All right, fair <laughs> but, enough. But, 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 but to your point, I mean – so look at an NBA Finals or World Series game. That's twelve million. Even the college football playoffs, twenty-eight million. I mean, it is just staggering what those numbers are. I think, Kyle, the interesting question with where we started on playing games in Madrid and uh, Brazil and everywhere else is: like, is there any kind of blowback or resentment among fans of those teams who would rather have another home game? That, I think, is a great question. I, I was listening to some t- some fan bases and podcasts debate that. And you know what? I'll actually throw that to my audience, too, for future purposes to, you know, on the show yeah. over the next 90 minutes. But it's a great question because, yeah, you get the game in Germany, right? That's a great thing. I went to the London game against the Bucks back in 2019. It's a great experience. But most people won't go. And it does rob you of an actual home game. So there is a, there's a, there is a conversation to be had there. Yeah, I think so. And the other thing, uh, you know, when you, when you do find someone that will criticize the NFL, it is that they, they're so dominant and they're so big that most times they really just do whatever the hell they want to do. And, of course, uh, people can get unhappy about that. So, you know, that's the one potential Achilles heel for them. But as I say, I have seen nothing from franchise values to television consumption to attendance to anything that tells me they're anywhere near a drop-off. In fact, it's going the opposite way at a time when nobody watches TV for anything. Yep. No, I'm with you. Two quick things, Eric, I'll let you go. Uh, my guy, Salesman, says, can you please ask Eric if he's heard anything about future plans for a new Panthers headquarter west of the railroad tracks near Bank of America and the practice fields? Uh, we, we know they're trying to hold, they're going to hold training camp up there. We were also told, hey, we'll figure out the logistics along the way and let you know what's going on. Um, a, a, anything that you've heard on that front? Because that has to be a, a frenzied process to get that ready before training camp in August. Yeah, we're, we're all speculating. I'm, I'm in that, but I have not heard anything definitive. Look, they're going to do something. They have to do something. But the question is, how extensive will it be? And I go back to this, Kyle. July 2018, David Tepper, first press conference at the stadium. One of the first things he says is, we are so far behind when it comes to facilities and training and nutrition. Well, what's going on with that? Mm, it's a great question. All right, last thing. This is for my business travelers out there. All right. Uh, I saw you update this story the other day. So, I mean, and, and I say this as somebody who used to live right down the, the road. Like, I, I'd take Wilkinson into the, the airport. Um, and so, I've seen that airport. We've all seen that airport grow leaps and bounds over the years. I mean, they, they built another airport next to the old airport, basically. But there's more expansion. <laughs> like, what, what's going on with the latest Charlotte Douglas expansion? So, the best news I can give our business travelers is that by the end of next year, the terminal, main terminal lobby, that's all going to be done. So you'll be able to walk in there without a hammer or a saw falling on your head. You'll be able to know where you're going, and it'll be much more pleasant because it'll be 2025 uh, furniture and floors and all that stuff rather than 1982. The bad news, Kyle, this will not surprise you at all. They got another batch of projects that they're going to unveil in the next year or two, yeah. and so it never ends. All right. Well, if they put a Chipotle in there, I'll be happy. That's all I need. <laughs> 
there you go. That's all. I mean, seriously, just I mean, give me a Chipotle with regular menu prices. I mean, there might be one already, but that's all I need in an airport. Well, I think you know you've said it. It's going to manifest itself. You're a man with that kind of integrity well, and influence. I think it's going to happen. Well, I'm blushing. You flattered me successfully. Thank you, my friend. It's always <laughs> a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. See ya.